Welcome to Treasures from the Bible. I'm Lizzie Matthews. In today's program, we'll find out how Jacob, Maria, and Joey solve the mystery, What Will Become of You? So grab your Bibles and a friend and join us for another adventure in God's Word, the Bible. Our story today concerns Jacob's great-aunt Martha, widow of his late uncle Martin Gardner. Martha was an interior decorator in a very wealthy suburb of New Garden, Ohio, called Old Garden. She loved to be surrounded by beautiful things, like jewelry, flowers, paintings of peaceful settings, and music that emphasized God's love. Just across the tracks lived great-aunt Martha's sister, Mrs. Gunther, Jacob's grandmother, Mrs. Gunther's neighbor and close friend Mrs. Matthews loved teaching children hymns on the piano. These hymns emphasize the Bible's message of sin, righteousness, and judgment. In today's mystery, we find Jacob at Mrs. Matthews' hymn studio, ready to begin a new series of 14 hymns that Mrs. Matthews had prepared and bound for him entitled, What? will become of you. Mrs. Matthews, I'm here. Mrs. Matthews? I wonder where she could be. Oh, this is new. Take now 12 verse 2. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. It's me. I'm on my way over to your house. Oh, now's not such a good time. Oh, I'm in so much pain. How are you feeling, Aunt Martha? Terrible, Jacob. Thanks for asking. Jacob, you almost knocked down my face cream. Sorry, Aunt Martha. from Egypt? Why, yes it is, Jacob. Please be careful with that. Do you think I could trace over it? We're learning about the Egyptians in our class at school. Well, all right. I'm tired so sick, Aunt Martha. Well, honey, it teaches me to trust the Lord. And that's always a good thing. The whole family has been praying for you. That God might open your eyes to his truth. Why, Jacob, I understand the Bible perfectly. Why, even a young child can understand it. 
God loves me. He loves you. He loves everybody. Well, I learned some Bible verses from my grandparents. And they teach that God only loves his people. In Ephesians 2, verse 4 through 5, it says, But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace, we are saved. I just remembered, I gotta be home at 11. Mrs. Matthews is coming over to talk to Grandma about something really important. I gotta hurry or I'll be late. Bye, I love you. Oh, I love you too, honey. Be careful. I'll call the piano movers in the morning. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> what was that all about? Aunt Martha has to have a kidney operation. So she's going to sell the hymn studio to Mr. Michaud. Hello? Joey, you're the only one we've been able to get a hold of. Can you meet us right away? But how are we going to come up with that kind of money? I don't know. What's that, Jacob? It's a copy of an Egyptian stone tablet that belonged to our great uncle Martin. I made it at Aunt Martha's. But she didn't know what the symbols meant. Can I see it? Hmm. I might have a book that will help Treasure behind my desk? Are you children sure that that's what it means? Maybe treasure really means treasure. Maybe you're right, Jacob. Remember we read in Wally Widget's archaeological journal that hieroglyphics don't have vowels, only consonants? Are you sure you don't mind us looking around in Uncle Martin's study? No, I don't mind. There's nothing of any value in there, I'm sure. Well, maybe except of sentimental value. Madame Gagnier, I've been so busy with so many antiques in my store. I just don't know where to put them. I was wondering, is it possible to move into the new building? Jean-Pierre, as I've told you previously, I'm not thrilled at the prospect of selling. Do you realize that this property has been in my husband's family for many generations? But I have to for health reasons. Mm. You may move in as soon as you give me the $51,000, and I'll make sure that my current occupant is out immediately. She only has a piano and a few other items. I understand. Oh. We searched everywhere, Aunt Martha. Can we come back tomorrow and look around some more, Aunt Martha? Not tomorrow, Jacob. I feel so sick. And besides, tomorrow I have to sell the hymn studio in the upstairs apartment. 
to Mr. Michaud. to leave the door unlocked for me? Are you here all alone? And does your aunt know it? Oh God, they found the treasure! It's the burial necklace of Queen Nefertiti! Look at this! Now Aunt Martha doesn't have to sell the hem studio. And she'll have plenty of money for her kidney operation. Now Mrs. Matthews can continue teaching us hymns about judgment. The boys wanted me to tag along today, Martha. They have some pretty serious evidence they'd like to discuss with you. What are you talking about? What evidence? Mrs. Gardner, if you will allow me, I believe this is what happened yesterday. Jacob went to the hymn studio thinking he had a music lesson with Mrs. Matthews. You were upstairs getting ready to trash the studio when you heard him arrive. While Jacob slept, you put up the posters on the walls and covered the piano with them. At some point, you had to have taken out your face cream. When you spotted Jacob's music book, what will become of you? Since you hated these doctrines, you took the book in disgust. And as you went back upstairs, you put the cream on your face and screamed. That was the scream Jacob heard. After Jacob left, you got into your car and hurried home. As you arrived, you heard the phone ringing and you hurried to answer it as you slammed the front door. And that was the noise that Jacob heard on the other end of the line. Oh my, it's true. I've been found out and I am a thief and I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Martha, all sin is against God first and then against others, and sometimes that even leads us to break some of the laws of the land. But there's a far greater thief that we are to fear. Really? And who might that be? Let's get our answer from the Word of God. This is 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 6. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Mr. Gunther, I thought that no one could know the day or the hour of Christ's return. Listen to this from Matthew 24. 
verses 42 to 44. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the goodman of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched, and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. More than that, Noah knew when the flood was going to happen, before it happened. And Abraham and Lot knew about the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah before that happened. And Joseph knew the duration of the famine in his day as well. But if Jesus is our Savior, we have absolutely nothing to fear, right? The problem is there are many so-called Christians who have a false sense of security. They are the ones that are saying peace and safety. And 1 Thessalonians 5 says, Sudden destruction cometh upon them. Are you saying that I have a security, me and Martha, that is false and that your security is for real? That's certainly a fair question. Let me try to answer that. Three times in Matthew 24, the Lord Jesus speaks about false prophets and false teachers deluding people. And this is really the hallmark of our day. People think that because they've done something, that, that's what makes them saved, when nothing could be farther from the truth. If there's nothing we can do, how does a person become saved? Martha, there's nothing a person can do for salvation because man is spiritually dead. Let me read from Ezekiel 37, 13 and 14. It says, And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it, and performed it, saith the Lord. We hope we enjoyed our program today. If you have any questions or comments, or if you would like a free audio CD of any of these programs, please write to Treasures from the Bible in Care of Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621, USA. Remember to include the title of today's story, What Will Become of You. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure and tune in next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible. Bye!